Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Curiosity. Remember when we weren't so scarred? Remember when we hadn't spent days, weeks, months, or years bleeding all over the place in emotional pain? Remember when we were teenagers and we actually were fascinated with other people? And even if they're weirdos, like that one guy that you went out with, you found out later on was in the robot making club. And at first you're like, you, uh, wow, I wish I had known that before. But then all of a sudden he says cool things about robots. You're like, who knew? That's crazy. That's fascinating. That's cool. Now, of course, you don't go out with him again. Okay. It's like, that was fascinating, but I can't go out with you again. Remember when we enjoyed being curious? The theory is we are at week 16 right now. We have been spending almost four months where there hasn't been much work on the marriage. There hasn't been much work trying to bring you together. If you were the wife of Moses and he had just spent a weekend up in the mountain with God, wouldn't you be a little curious about what they talked about? Wouldn't you be a little curious about what had gone on over there? I invite you to be curious about what this man has been doing during his man in the mountain phase. Now, if he comes to you and he says, well, we looked for God up in the mountain for like five minutes, didn't see him. So we just wrestled with grizzly bears the whole time, uh, drank a few cans of beer, caught some fish, threw them back, and now I'm back. And you're like, that was your man in the mountain ritual? Yeah. Is there a problem with that? You're like, okay, now I know. Thank you for that information. All right, ladies, my exploration of your learning experiences and what you go through, I have been studying female psychology with huge intent for 30 years. And I am extremely pleased to announce that I think I'm up to 20% comprehension. I am thrilled with what I've figured out so far. But I'm very clear that I got a whole lot more to go to understand what the heck is going on over there in those brains. And the minute I think, I don't know if you've ever been in the presence of a professional therapist or a man or something like that who behaves as if he understands you better than you understand yourself. Is there not anything more irritating than that? Like, oh, I know, I know you women. I know people like you. I know about women who cut their hair off after going through some emotional things. No names mentioned, okay? Because I know exactly what a girl is thinking when she has a haircut. I do. You don't even have to explain it to me. I know. 
does anyone want to kill me yet just for role-playing that? Is that not the most obnoxious thing? Remember when someone was curious about you? Remember when someone said, you think in fascinating ways. I'm just amazed by you. Well, I'm just having the thought back about the double satanic spin because sometimes our curiosity with our husbands is received in criticism or judgment, at least from my experience. Like if I start mm-hmm. to get curious, the, our husbands might go, why the heck do you need to know all that? Why are you praying? What, you don't trust me? And so I'm just anticipating a possible negative response to our curiosity. <laughs> Thank you. Now, that's another thing. So the idea of what questions you ask to weather check, you don't ask any questions. So Hallie's role play right there, that's a weather check experience without asking questions. If you are trying to learn something about someone else and they have a reaction like that, you have to push the button that initiates the grief cycle. Dang it. I thought there was more here. I thought he was ready for more connection. And we're back to the grief cycle again which if you haven't noticed, we've repeated this theme of retreat and regroup 10,000 times to this point, because you will be doing it 10,000 times. So every one of these things can be ruined by the other person or yourself. And you need to be able to push that button and say, time to grieve, time to retreat, regroup, grieve, get back into my pioneer woman mode. So you have to bring curiosity, but it will frequently be crushed. I want to tell a a funny little story. I had the privilege of meeting with a 14-year-old boy skateboarder earlier this week. I didn't know he was a skateboarder when I first started talking to him, but as I was getting to know him, um, he's working on some self-mastery issues, some uh, psychological things as well. And I just fell out of my chair with excitement when I had the parable of the skateboarder come to mind. And I asked him, How many times do you have to try a stunt before you land it consistently? How many times do you have to practice? He's all, geez, man, with a skateboard, a minimum of 50 times to get a stunt right with a skateboard. And I says, how many times do you get hurt when you don't land it? He's all, every time, every time. Either the board smashes my shins, I twist my ankle a little bit, I bang my head on a rock and I'm all, but you do it again. He's all, well, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta land it. You gotta try it again. I says, so you knowingly try things that are going to hurt you. He's all, yeah. And I'm all, if I could just cut and paste that to every adult I work with, ladies, you need to know every time you try anything we teach you, you are going to get hurt. Just want to give you some enthusiasm about that. So why do skateboarders keep doing it? Because they have this crazy vision that they're actually going to land it. And why do women come to meetings like this? Same darn reason. Every one of you have celestial orientation and you have visualized a thousand times landing that move with your skateboard. I'm going to go in and I'm going to be curious. Hey, husband. It's my understanding that you've done some amazing psychological development work with your with God during your time in the mountain. And he's going to say, yes, I have. And I'm so grateful that you're interested in it. And I'd love to share it with you in great detail. What questions do you have for me? 
and you ask this one and you ask that one and he just loves sharing all the complexities of his internal workings and then you hold hands and then you skip and you might even smooch before the music ends the end landed it totally landed it went exactly as planned Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.